This is Radio ANA, broadcasting on the stolen land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We are Annalise and Arnie, talking about community and individual responses to harm, transformative justice, accountability, safety, support and healing and prison abolition within and challenging dominator culture. We would like to acknowledge Aboriginal elders past and present and to acknowledge and honour the resistance of First Nations people across these lands. I felt you in my legs before I ever met you And when I lay beside you for the first time I told you Tegan and Sarah with a song called 19. Tonight on Radio ANA we will be playing a recording of the online launch of Incendium Radical Library or IRL InfoShop's Prison Solidarity Network and we will cross over to that now for introductions and explanations. I'd like to acknowledge that I'm joining from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. 
our sovereignty has never been ceded and it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. I'd also like to acknowledge that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the most incarcerated peoples in the world. So I'm Anne-Lise and I'll be facilitating this conversation with Damien, Stefan, Nikita. So a little bit about um, IRL letter writing. We started writing together in 2018 and the letter writing group forms a long history of letter writing and solidarity projects alongside people in prison across the world. So we're one of many groups and many people um, that work alongside and in solidarity with people inside to, yeah, offer connection and care um, and to form relationships and relationships of solidarity, relationships of friendship over time. Um, recently we were asked by Damien to uh, run the Paper Change Letter Writing Program and that's what led us to to create more branches of letter writing groups um, in Sydney and in Brisbane. And Gigi and Nick will talk a bit about those groups um, later on in the night. So what I'll do first is I will introduce um, Nikita and Damien and Steph will introduce herself and then we'll start um, with a question to all of you. So firstly, Damien is the editor of Paper Change. It is an art and writing magazine for people in custody. And he's also completing a PhD at the University of Newcastle that's focused on healthcare and health access in custody. His studies are motivated by his lived experience of being denied mental health treatment whilst he was incarcerated in New South Wales in 2016. Nikita is a 49-year-old female who has four children. She enjoys art, movies and cafes. She lives alone with her cat and loves the ocean. Nikita's been in freedom for three months and is loving life and loves to write letters to her friends inside and out. And Steph, if you wanted to introduce yourself. Um, my name's Steph. Uh, yeah, I was incarcerated for seven years and I've been in freedom for the last three months. Um, I had a background in health care and um, was sort of gobsmacked when um, I discovered prison and the reality of it. Um, and I recently um, completed a postgrad in health promotion. Um, yeah, I'm a single mum. That's me. Thanks so much. And thank you all just so much for being part of this webinar. It's such an honour to have all of you here and to be in conversation with you all. Um, so maybe my first question is what did connections with people on the outside mean for you all during your incarceration? So um, connections uh, with me um, definitely meant a lot and especially through letter writing because um, I lived a fair way. Oh, well, I don't have a lot of family to begin with and um, not a lot lived within visiting distance. And, you know, um, in New South Wales, when I was in, phone calls were limited to six minutes and cost $2.20, uh, which, you know, it's outrageous. They've only just recently increased that to 10 minutes, which is still 
terrible. So um, letter writing was the my preferred way to stay in touch with people because I could I could write a letter anytime and I could read over things anytime as well. And um, that was um, for me at least. Letter writing was um, um, visits and phone calls were still important, but uh, letter writing was more so for me. Yeah. For me, um, well, phone calls were $8 for 12 minutes and I also didn't have much family connection and I only had one visitor that would come out frequently. So I felt isolated and um, for me, letter writing introduced friendship and solidarity and a way to engage with the outside before I actually got released and um, brought me a lot of joy. Yeah, and uh, for me, it's a bit of a, a lost art letter writing. Um, and I started writing letters early in my sentence, um, but more so to friends and family. Um, but people sort of drop off over the years as well, and it's um, you've got to put in a lot of effort to get you know, and people don't understand how important it is to us when we're in there because we don't have much. Going to the mailbox every afternoon and um, the the surprise to see if you've actually got mail is a highlight of many, I'd say probably, if not all, prisoners. Um, we love knowing that mail's been done. Um, yeah, and it just, it connects me with people um, that were still hopeful and, and positive and, and living life out there because it's easy to get drawn into the negative rigmarole of prison life if um, you're only connecting with people. Yeah. So it gave me, I guess, hope. Yeah. Thank you. Steph, you spoke a, a little bit about this already, but um, maybe if you could all share, like, what was your story about the first letter that you received or the first letter that you wrote um, and what, yeah, what what difference did that make for you? Um, uh, it gave me something to look forward to. I used to, so there, I guess we had work Monday to Friday, Um from nine till three and something to do but on the weekends you feel it um a little bit of a loss because there's there's no routine there's no structure and if you're not having personal visits there's not a lot to do um so I used to get up and um when the loop was on and listen to music and just write letters to people and it really gave me um yeah, I don't know, a sense of purpose for the morning and like I was achieving something. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for, for me, it definitely, um, it was a constructive way to, to pass the time, especially because there was, um, yeah, the prison hadn't, didn't give us anything constructive to do. There were, there was no education or, you know, rehabilitation or, or mental health treatment. So, um, uh, yes, uh, writing letters was one of the, yeah, helped me feel stay connected to people, but it also um yeah felt like I was doing something positive and um and it was a way to express uh, myself constructively to, to to others as well. So um no, it was it was always a very helpful thing for me. I I started with within like two or three days just because um you know uh 
when you when you when I went in, I we were in I was on remand and you know or in the remand section at least, and you know you're, you're locked in for you know sixteen hours a day, and uh, you have a lot of free time. So you know it was just um and all I had was a paper and 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 a pen really. So yeah, that was it was um helpful but it was also like a necessity it was the only thing that i really had uh, available to me you know i didn't even have a radio at the time you know well uh, the first letter i actually received was through the freckles group and i just remember all the rainbows and messages of solidarity and it just it actually really excited me and i thought yeah i really want to do this because i hadn't actually received any letters um from people i like I said, I was quite isolated and um, fairly lonely. And um, that first letter really excited me and I just thought, hey, why not? So I gave it a go and I received a few letters back from a few people um, from the IRL letter group and that just gave me a sense of um, of self again and uh, connected me with the outside and gave me a bit of a, a snapshot view of uh, what it could be like when I get out and it, and it really gave me hope. Yeah. What was it like, Nikita, to receive, and I want to hear from this from Steph and Damien as well, to receive letters from people you didn't know? What was that like? A bit daunting, actually. <laughs> um, it was great to receive them and read all the positivity Um which was beautiful, um, but you kind of, I, I kind of froze up and didn't know what to write back because, well, really there's nothing, I was in for six and a half years and um, you kind of feel like you've got nothing to share of worth and, um, yeah, you kind of think, well, my life is quite bland and quite boring. What have I got to give? What have I got to share? Um, but eventually I opened up and I found that I actually had quite a bit to say and um, and the more that I got letters back with information from the outside, the more I started to think about what I would like on the outside and so I would project a bit more, which was really exciting, yeah. Do you want to um, just explain a little bit what the Freckles Group is, Nikita, for people that don't know? Sure. Um, so the Freckles Group is a, is a group for queer folk or queer-friendly people who um, just want to get together and um, share some time um maybe reflecting on themselves or reflecting on each other um we would have um different uh sort of different things to do each each session um with the hosts that came in um and we would do things like tarot card readings um we would we had a session uh that was about um our utopia um just things like that so it gave us it gave us an outlet to be creative as well and um brought a lot of joy to the group a lot of joy to the group yeah thanks Nikita and yeah Damien and Steph um what was it like to receive letters from people yeah people you didn't know what it what does that sort of feel like and um what was that experience like? And then what did you do with that experience? Um, well, I guess I'll go. Um, so I didn't, um, if there were little writing programs uh, when I was in, I wasn't aware of them. So, I mean, I didn't really get a lot of uh, mail from people I don't didn't know unless I, uh, I I reached out to a couple of groups. I wasn't, I didn't, um, when, that I heard through from the grapevine, for example. Like um, the only thing I can really think of is I, uh, um, 
uh, there was a um, there's that prison newsletter, Just Us, that goes out before every election, and um, they had an ad for um, Inside Out, which was the you know the um, prison magazine that was starting up at the time, and I, I sent them a letter, and um, it, it, no, it did. Uh, I did really appreciate uh, like some, that somebody I didn't know took the time to write, write back to me and stuff like that. But um, yeah, if there were letter writing programs for like you know um, that like like IRL when I was in, I wasn't really aware of anything like that, which I, it w- definitely would have been helpful. Yeah, I found out about IRL through Freckles and um, Annalise insisted that it didn't matter if I didn't respond, that people wanted to write one-off letters of solidarity um, because at the time uh, I was studying um, two units and I was really stressed um, and didn't really have a lot of time to sit and write and it was really it was really warm and kind like the letters that i received would describe maybe the birds that someone was hearing or um the trees or their day or what they were doing and there was no it was just really cool like to know that there was a group of people sitting thinking about us in prison and just sending yes yeah, support and kindness out to us and and I I didn't feel obliged because I, I was worried that I would feel obliged that you know someone had reached out to me I needed to reach out back to them but I, I didn't like um yeah it was really sweet maybe thinking about that like Nikita you said it can be sometimes daunting or even um if like the feelings of obligation are coming up or like what can people on the outside maybe be doing to like ease some of that, yeah, like maybe worries about obligation or ease ideas of like that you might not have anything to say? Like what could we on the outside be doing to sort of help help that? Okay, um, so I didn't necessarily feel a sense of obligation, but I can understand that maybe some people might. I think it was, like I said, just more about what to write and to be able to engage. And I was having problems with communicating anyway So because um, my mental health wasn't fantastic. But um, the more that I wrote letters, the more I was able to open up and, and contribute. But I think what might help is, um, well, just the fact that receiving a letter first off that's uh, light, like Steph was saying, that was just filled with little details that helps just the small things um, and also maybe including the fact that we under, like say something along the lines of like you know we I, I or we understand how difficult it might be to to write from the prison perspective I guess one thing for me that I was really afraid of was that I was going to get asked what my crime was so that always gave me a bit of anxiety but it never came up so I was really happy about that yeah yeah and I I guess I'd just say yeah they the letters would be informative perhaps about what football team they may go for or um what sort of birds or trees they liked they were um not necessarily really personal questions but they were questions that I would feel easy answering at first and then you know yeah obviously i mean relationships form yeah i think sometimes it's just great to like 
have a conversation with about something that isn't prison. So, you know, like, um, talk to someone who isn't a prisoner or, or a staff member. So, you know, it, it was nice to just, yeah, have, have just talk about things that, um, you know, for lack, lack of a better word, aren't overly important in the grand scheme of things. It was just, yeah, nice to talk about like regular everyday topics with, with people, I think. Yeah. Are there any letters that stand out for you, you know, that are just like, like a letter where you were like, yeah, this is a really good letter. And this person is like, really knows how to write a good letter. Thinking, I, I, I remember I, I was, a friend came to visit me once and I said, oh, did you, did you get my letter? And he said, oh yeah, I did. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, did, uh, did you? And I didn't want to press it too much, but I'm like, he's like, oh, look, I, I, I wanted to reply, but I, I didn't really know how, you know, letter writing's a, a completely lost skill, you know, um, in, in, in this day and age. So, and I actually made a joke with him. I'm like, well, just can think about it like replying to someone on, on social media instead of, you know, you, you write it down and instead of heading send, you just, you just post it. Um, yeah. So. I remember that, that there was a, like, um, a couple of people said they didn't know what to write. And then uh, like, I actually had an, like an auntie writing to me and she was always like, right. You could tell in her writing, she was embarrassed. She's like, I don't know what to say, but I'm like, well, just, you know, um, A, say anything, but B, like, um, even like some people just sent like cards with a few words and, and that, that, that's enough to, to make your day really. You, you don't, I mean, it's great to, you know, some people did send me like, you know, six page letters, which was fantastic, but, um, you know, just getting like a, a card with, um, with a few words. If you, if you don't know what to say, just say something, you know, you know. For me, pictures of the outside world, they don't have to be pictures of people, but to see pictures of Melbourne or pictures of the beach, that was, that was always a highlight for me and I actually reconnected with an old friend through letter writing. I'd known him for probably 15 years but I'd been in prison for quite some time and we started writing to each other and just the humour and the light-hearted fun, yeah, to have a laugh because prison can be really serious at times. So just light-hearted, you know, gentle, easy stuff. Yeah, and I always looked forward to, yeah, having a laugh. Silly little pictures, characters and things, fun envelopes, different cards, yeah, colour. Yeah, um, I agree with Steph. One of my favourite letters was just filled with lots of little pictures throughout the pages and a lot of colour, um, a little bit of glitter. Um, that's always great because we don't have glitter inside and glitter's awesome. Also, I've been receiving some postcards from somebody that's been traveling and to think that that person has been thinking about me when they're traveling is just the most awesome feeling that little old me is just sitting here um, doing my own little thing and, and um, you know, just fresh out and there's someone that's traveling and, and they're picking up a postcard and sending it to me, which is just so sweet. I think I just want to follow on on what um Steph said there that pictures yeah very important you know you can't you can't google you know like a, a nice picture in prison so like somebody sending me a photo of the beach you know I'd put that on my corkboard and that would actually you know be a big boost you know just 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 having a, a nice photo um yeah that really did make a difference sometimes yeah could you all maybe speak to me maybe a little bit more about that like I think sometimes those of us on the outside and who haven't had experience being incarcerated we sometimes get like a little bit stressed or worried about how much of a description of the outside world or what kinds of pictures to send in terms of like our lives you know on the outside because it's like we don't want to make people on the inside feel 
Like, look at all this stuff you're missing out on, like this sort of a thing. So like, what is, what does the balance look like for you all? And for those of us on the outside to meet like a respect, respectful way to do that? Personally, for me, I think the more the merrier, but um, because it colors our lives and it gives us hope. I'm not sure for other people, I can't speak for other people, but definitely pictures of the outside. And like was said before, um, not necessarily people just to keep, you know, obviously some form of privacy for everyone, but eventually you get to know someone and that's sort of different but initially even just cutouts from a magazine you know something of interest that that person has I received a hand-drawn picture from one um, pen pal and that was so special I put it up on my um, door we're not supposed to take things to our doors or walls but I did anyway (laughs) and um, yeah I really liked that picture because it was it was special it was hand done yeah, I, I just think the more colour and the more vibrancy that we can get inside, which we don't get on the outside, that we don't get because we're not exposed to the outside, is um, it's a, it's a joy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I might agree with Nikita there. Like, if if someone went on a vac- vacation, I'd like to hear all about it because then I can you know live vicariously through that. I mean, we we know what we're missing out on. We're missing out on everything. So you know, it, it, at least if we can hear about what something else is doing, like I would have um. You know, uh, like yeah, enjoyed that. I, I'm sure there's somebody who who wouldn't, but I, you know, f- for me, yeah, that would have been, yeah, I would have liked to hear what what people are up to. Yeah, yeah, to know that life's going on and festivals and and bands and um, just even the streets, streetscape, graffiti, yeah, and in prison at our canteen, uh, there were certain cards we could purchase, but they were you know, they were minimal and they were the same. So if you'd been there for a while, it was the same card. So to have, yeah, different colours, different pictures, yeah, I wouldn't, I agree with Damien, just the, yeah, you're always going to get one person that says, oh, you know, like that's how they trying to rub it in my face. But I think that that's more of a maybe a head headspace that someone might be in, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, to know that the world's still going and it's waiting for you and it and it's big and beautiful, that's, yeah, it does, it gives you hope. Yeah! Two-stepping out of shit you don't like. Moonwalk away from the truth like Mike. Sugar spike, light a bed, it gets pathetic. We desperate, we feeling reckless, I get it. We getting lost in the message. And you always talking shit when there's nothing to say. And when I need you to show up, you get lost in the days. Feeling trapped in a maze, I'm feeling so out of place. Feeling like a young prince getting caught in the rain. And you purple in the face when you holding your breath. And you chasing out high, crashing down like a jet. Turbulence, got a brother on the fence. Self-defensive, full of fact. And you dancing with two lefts. You my dog, I'm your vet. And you got nothing let I put you down. Lately I've been dealing with my back against the ground Feeling like the ceiling closing everything around Gotta fix some sugar and you never make a sound Sweet. Sugar-coated lies, we don't wanna talk about it Such a sweet disguise, and we just gonna dance around it Chasing that, chasing that, chasing that high Dance around it, dance around it Chasing that, chasing that, chasing that high 
dance around it, dance around don't it. Fuck with you if you don't fuck with yourself. I don't eat no sugar cause it's bad for my health. Keep that sweet, simple shit out my ears, damn it's poison. Dulling my senses and numbing out choices. You running around voiceless, you loyal to a foe. Spinning those lies, got you trapped in the void. I'm told I'm cold, you sold your soul for gold. It's bold to shed your mold when your palm is a globe and I wouldn't stop if I coulda Blood sugar shoulda crashed When you feeding that trash When you falling that fast Man that shit is a blur When I'm spilling this tea Damn it's hard not to slur Yeah Dance around the truth like a tango Trying to unchain it like I'm Django Who you Nicole kidding? I swear you never asked why Got you addicted to big little lies Chasing that, chasing that, high. Dance around it, dance around it. Chasing that, chasing that, chasing that, high. Dance around it, dance around it. It'll all unwind if we keep pretending. And we hide behind earth's tinted lenses. If I light a fire, will you dance around it? Will you dance around it? And that was Ziggy Ramo and Alice Skye with Sugarcoated Lies. You are listening to Radio ANA on 3CR 855 AM, and we have been listening to a recording from the IRL Prison Solidarity Network launch, and we will go back to that now. Are there any other, like, ethical considerations um, that might be important for people on the outside to consider when writing to people on the inside. Nikita, you mentioned one, like being um, nervous about someone asking about your crime. And I know that in the letter writing group, we really tell people not to do that. And that if it comes up in conversation, then that's, you know, that's the flow of getting of of conversation, but we ask people not to ask yeah are there yeah what sort of other sort of ethical considerations are yeah are important I guess the main ones you know race religion I think for us well for me it was through the freckles group so sexuality kind of came up anyway and that was really good to express as well because in prison I guess it can be a bit of a mixed bag there were some experiences in prison which were a bit upsetting when it came to sexuality of some people and um, how the prison treated that as well. So it was great to be able to express that. I think majoritively um, there there wasn't really much else except for that I just had a bit of nervous anxiety about um, my crime. But, yeah, it was it's nice to know that you guys already considered that. This is something I did want to answer. Um, um, this is from my experience, uh, so other people might be different. But um, 
if when I wrote to someone, if uh, I didn't hear back from a long t- for the, from them for a long time, I would start to get very paranoid. I'm like, um, mm. did the guards confiscate the letter? Did it get lodged in the mail? Did I say something that upset them? Are they dead? You know, like um, you you, you don't ha- know. So like the if um somebody didn't write back for a very long time, that would give me a lot of anxiety. And um, that doesn't mean you have to like sit down and write a big letter. But like if you if you're um if you've just sent someone a one off letter, you know that that's you know, you've done more than 99% of the population. That's great. Um, if you like make a commitment to have a pen pal, I think, um, it's important that, um, if you're too, like, too busy to write a full letter, just to write something like, look, just letting you know, I got your letter and I'll, I'll write back. Like, just letting someone know that you've, you received their mail is, that just makes, takes a lot of anxiety off people. Um, so that would make a big difference. I actually, um, I felt really bad. I, cause I'm the editor of Paper Chained. I, um, I was uh, writing to a guy in Maxim Security in, in Brisbane and um, for some reason oh, I, I sent him some <laughs> human rights information and um, uh, the letter didn't get through. I think the guards looked at it and, and shredded it and um, the next, like he sent me another letter like a few weeks later and he was really upset. He's like, he was like, yeah, did, did I say something that upset you? And, uh, and then I yeah, sent him another letter saying that, you know, the last one I sent you mustn't have gotten through. So, yeah, it does, Um, yeah, I think that's a something that can really help uh, people inside. Um, I don't know what it's like in other states, but in New South Wales, they didn't, the guards didn't come and give you your mail. They came to the unit and dumped all the mail on a table, which is, yeah, yeah. okay, so apparently that's not how it works <laughs> where, where you are, Steph. Um, so uh, um, with something I just wanted to mention, um, um, I got postcards. I thought they were great. But um, in New South Wales, at least, um, if people, other people would be able to read uh, those. So if you're just like saying, you know, something that isn't too personal, um, that's great. But if you like, yeah, if you put something really personal on a postcard, then the other prisoners in New South Wales, at least, might be able to read that. So, yeah, maybe think about that just in case it's, you know, any kind of heavy information. But I mean, I, I don't think that'd be a problem most of the time anyway. And I think like, for ethical considerations, yeah, maybe... Um don't focus on how we're feeling about being in prison because that's something that we think about all day, every day, and that we're, we're reminded of by our setting, by the staff as well. But, yeah, to be mindful that maybe um, a lot of us have had media coverage and are fearful that, you know, people might Google us. or So to know that people... Um, are coming from a non-judgmental space and are accepting and yeah yeah not to get too personal too quick but trust for people in prison takes a little while to build as well but yeah we do get paranoid and um, have trust issues because you yeah it, that's that's a big thing it's hard thanks so much for sharing that too Steph like it's one of the things we also say in the letter writing meetups that on the outside like we we can we have this like power to google people and people inside don't have that and so we ask people not to do that and to yeah get to know people through writing to them and visits and calls uh, and maybe on that this is a question from um, one of the attendees and the question is have you maintained any of your letter writing connections since um getting out of prison yeah definitely absolutely <laughs> i love it i prefer emails now uh so i email mostly um but i have kept in contact and i've actually met up with one 
um, pen pal. I mean, so I did, the only people I wrote to that I didn't know was um, Inside Out and Justice Action, the prison advocacy group in New South Wales. And um, I actually have ongoing relationships with, with both of those organisations now. But I mean, it's kind of ironic. Um, so the only other people I was writing to my were my friends. And looking back at it, some people I actually probably contacted more when I was in prison because I had the time to write. And now you're back on the outside and, you know, you sometimes you don't hear from people for, for a year. Yeah, which a <laughs> little bit funny. Uh, yeah, you definitely um, got a lot of time in prison. In fact, you know, because now I'm the editor of uh, the prison magazine Paper Chained, I get some very long letters from people. And it reminds me of like, you know, I, one the longest letter I sent to someone in prison, a very close friend, you're not, not a stranger. It was, it was like 16 pages just writing and that, that you know, and um, I, I do get like sometimes eight page letters. And I always say um, to the people, like, I, I respond to every letter that I get that needs a response. But um um, I always say, look, you know, um, or sometimes I mention the the only thing I miss about prison is the amount of free time I had for writing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't, you know, uh, yeah, I typically very rarely send someone more than a one page reply, but you know, um, that, that, that's more than enough to, to make someone happy. I think. Yeah. yeah. And I've definitely kept connections that I formed from writing in prison. When I first came home, I was really anxious and unsure of how old friends, new friends, people that I'd met in prison, how people were going to react to me. And I was really nervous. But so far, I've just been flooded with people reaching out, offering support, saying, how are you? Well done. Are you okay? And yeah, it it really put, put me at ease. And I feel probably more connected to people now than I did before prison. But yeah, I also agree there's uh, not as much time unfortunately out here to I used to write these um essays to my friend Dave and some of them were like 6,000 word essays when I should have been doing my assignment um and I was talking to him today on the phone he's he's in prison and um and I said I owe you you know an essay and he said oh I understand you know but yeah it's 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 such a joy to receive something like that and yeah in thinking about the receiving of letters this is another um question for pen pals what do you find is like the best time frame for responses so for people on the outside writing back um probably something to keep it in, in mind is that um the day your letter arrives at the prison is probably not the day the the person in custody gets it so like in, in new south wales um or with the prison i was at um prison was distributed Tuesday, Thursdays and, and Saturdays. So, uh, you know, if it got in and, you know, if it got in Monday, it might not even be there Tuesday because then it had to, has to go through the screening process. So like um, being someone who literally writes um, letters to people in prison as, as a job now, because I'm, I'm employed to make paper change, like um, I expect at the absolute minimum, like a one week, um, like uh, to, to get to the, the person and, um, but you know, depending on where that person's located, or um, you know, oh, if they're in maximum security, it might it might be two, uh, like two or maybe even three weeks before they they get it. So uh, keep in mind that whenever you send it, there's there might be a bit of a delay. Um, uh, look, I suppose there's no hard answer to that. Just as soon as like um, yeah, better than later. Like when you when you can really. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you can really put a exact time frame on that. What what do you guys think? I think it really helps when um, somebody replies to your letter that they write the date on the top of their letter and they also say, I received your letter dated 
because that gives us, I don't know if it's a sense of comfort, relief, I don't know, but it you sort of understand, okay, so it took, this letter took seven days, this letter took three days to get to them and it gives you um, a little bit of a sense of what's going on and, and in the loop, yeah, but, yeah, I'd say if you received something, yeah, it's been screened before it's been sent out from the prison. So you might have, like Damien was saying, got it on a Friday. We, we may have sent it on the Monday or the Friday before. So be mindful that there's a bit of a, a lag and a turnaround anyway. So, you know, in a couple, a few days to a week and a, like a card, even just thinking of you right when I can that then you know okay everything's good I don't have to worry they've got my mail because there is that sense of my mail's been flagged they've taken it they didn't like what they read in it you know the prison intelligence unit have got a hold of it they're hanging on to it you know also just keep in mind that time seems to go a lot slower in prison so you know like <laughs> waiting for a week kind of feels like waiting for maybe two or, 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 or three you know um so yeah, there's, there's a lot less distractions. But, uh, yeah, just something very simple. Like, um, in fact, the week that Paper Chain goes to print is um, always a very bad time. And um, I, I'm currently organising an art exhibition next year that shows prison art from around Australia and the world. And a woman incarcerated in Brisbane um, sent me a whole heap of paintings. And she actually wrote, you know, sometimes when I send art out, it goes missing. So can you please let me know? And even though it's like in the middle of like, printing 250 copies of this magazine i sent her a one line like you just just letting you know i got your paintings and that that'll like relieve her anxiety like she'll otherwise she'll be wondering if they you know all this stuff she put a lot of hard work into will went missing until until she heard from me so yeah damien you spoke a little bit about this before but what sort of content yeah doesn't get through into prisons you mentioned a letter that you wrote that had some human rights information in there that didn't get to the person. And so, yeah, have you sort of, three of you, have you noticed things that um, don't get through? Yeah, what have you noticed about that? Um, the thing you have to, uh, everyone needs to know is that, you know, we've got eight different prison systems in Australia, one for each state and territory, and they all have different rules. Um, example, um, paper chained, um, I always have hard, a hard time. Um, I we used to have one page of puzzles. I've taken that out now. We had a lot of, I had to rip that out before I sent it to prisons in South Australia because prisons, prisoners in South Australia are not allowed to have puzzles. Uh, don't ask me why. So, um, I would send the magazine to people in South Australia and it would come back with a rejected, um, and it would actually have a formal letter from the South Australian prison system saying, yeah, this was rejected because it contained a crossword. Um, something I found with paper chain was that, um, we deliberately print it loose leaf, um, because, uh, the more formal the binding looked, the less, the more likely it would be, be rejected because in New South Wales, you're allowed to have paper, but you're not allowed to be sent a magazine. So, uh, if I, we, if I, you know, which is kind of funny, like if you, um, photocopy like half a dozen pages of magazine and send it to someone, that's fine. But if you like sent them that, that actual magazine, then that would not be allowed. Um, uh, it's very hit and miss though. A lot of the time it just, it depends on the mood of whichever guard has been assigned the mail. So like, um, mm-hmm. And some people, like, if, you know, if a guard's having a bad day, they will go out of their way to make sure everybody around them has a bad day too. Like, they might just, like, you know, I don't like the look of this, I'm shredding it, you know, <laughs> what are they going to do? You know, there's no way you'd find out. So, um, things that I've had rejected, um, any kind of art that looked too much like, like a tattoo. Other than that, um, that human rights thing, um, and I think that was more because he was in, um, 
uh, Supermax. So he, no, he wasn't in maximum security. He was in Supermax, which, so, uh, there was, that's extremely strict. Like the only thing he was allowed in his cell, like in terms of writing was a black pen. And it was one of those like bendy black pens that you can't, you know, you know, fashion into a ship. So yeah, that's probably why the guards just probably like, you didn't like the look of it. I can't say, but oh yeah, somebody's in the chat. Um, are, are we allowed to send small paintings on canvas? Um, uh, I don't think so at all. So the thing, typically, in my experience, you can send uh, loose leaf paper or, or staples are okay, but um, generally, um, or, or photos. Um, yeah, that, that that's that's about it. Um, if you send people a, re- a stamped return addressed envelope, that won't get through. Um, stamps um, envelope. Um, somebody did write. Um, is it should you include a couple of extra pieces of paper? That was helpful for me when I first went in. So in New South Wales, you can order right, like uh, stuff. Um, you, know, you can order stuff everywhere, but like it, it would turn up like two weeks after you ordered it. And when I went into custody, um, I was classified to another prison and um, I got moved before my first order turned up. And the order doesn't follow you. If you, if you move to another prison, they refund it and you can try again when you get to the next prison. And then, but I, I, I got classified to this prison and I, I I'm, and I went to two other prisons before that, like for, for about a week on the way to that prison. And then by the time I got to there, it was time to come back for my appeal. And then when I, um, uh, like, uh, by the time I had my appeal, I needed a medical appointment. So it actually took me five months before I could order certain things. So, um, it was very hard to get paper, uh, when I first went in because I kept being moved around. But, um, in general, like getting paper isn't too hard, but like when you first go in, it can be. Um, that's, that's my experience there. Yeah. And, um, if you're going to send a card, make sure that it's just a, a, a flat, plain, basic card. Like Nikita said before, she loved getting glitter. We were, in the end, at a minimum security prison and we were allowed to have glitter, but in most prisons you're not. So, yeah, like paint, white out, glitter, anything stuck, embossed, handmade, they, they kind of think that you're trying to conceal something so keep it simple pretty pens and stuff that's okay but yeah and it was always nice getting a a letter that had some kind of scent on it like is not oil based so that they think that you know you've smeared something into the paper that you but just like if you could ask you know what sort of what are your favorite perfumes or smells like that was always great yeah just following up on that um Depends what prison that you're at as well. I, I think most of them are okay with sense, but uh, I, I like, you know, I've got rejection slips from, I can go through it later and, and tell anyone who wants to know, but I've definitely got rejection slips uh, in, in inside Australia that says uh, contraband items and one of them will be include perfume. Uh, glitters or, or like are often on there I've seen. Um, cards, keep them very plain, especially those, you know, musical cards that absolutely not, you know, anything that's, yeah, um, any, the more complicated it is, the less likely it is to, to, to get through. Yeah, for sure. I had education material sent back to me uh, when I tried to send it to another prison and they said, uh, you know, anything this prisoner needs will provide for them. But the thing is, like Damien was saying, it depends on the officer that's doing the mail, how they've interpreted the rules, which are worded very loosely. So if you do get something sent back to you and you can't really understand why, you can look up the prison's website to find out, you know, what they can and can't accept. But if it's something like human rights education material, a recipe for something or some research that somebody has looked like, they should be able to have it 
So I'd sort of, yeah, maybe try sending it back. The only things I've, that I know that got sent back or were rejected and just put into my property. So sometimes they'll send stuff back, but other times they'll actually put it into your property and you can, well, at our minimum security prison, we were able to view our property, um, although you had to put in a request for that and that can take some time. So we may or may not actually know that that's gone in there as well, depending on, unfortunately for us at the, at the prison that we're at, the person that ran the um, property was not so nice. So we never kind of got to know what was put in our property or not. Other than that, advertising material. So any kinds of, uh, I got rejected some Priceline paraphernalia and stuff like that. So sometimes advertising materials for shops and things like that might get um, rejected. Hardcover books, you can't get hardcover books as well. So soft cover books, if you're going to send books, which are always appreciated for prisoners as well. Stickers, so you can't put stickers. A stamp obviously is all right, but that gets removed um, as well. When we receive the letter, the stamp is removed. So any kind of stickers um, are a no-go. Other than that, I think the rest has been pretty much covered. Um, I've just dug, dug through my filing cabinet and definitely Northern Territory and South Australia have the strictest rules. I've got rejection seat sheets here from uh, it, it telling you exactly what you can't send in. Anyone who wants these, uh, just let me know. But um, looking at them now, uh, no lipstick whatsoever on mail. Um, any form of paint or crayons, um, calendars, bookmarks, uh, craft items, including glue, social media experts. So if you screenshot something off the internet, um, that's not allowed in Northern Territory, but yeah, like, um, but the, again, every prison system is different. Um, if you want, um, like those kind of things, just, just email me and, um, you can, my email's on the website, paperchain.com. I might like to, somebody sent a, a question quite a while ago, um, Question for Damien, can you tell us more about Paper Chain and what it was like to facilitate letter writing from the outside, having been on the receiving end? Um, definitely um, found it a very rewarding experience. Um, I like I knew how much it re- reminded me a lot of um, how much it you know, made a difference to me. So, you know, it, it felt good to be, you know, providing that for other people as well. Um, and uh, because I... Um, uh, I'm not saying everybody else needs to do this, but because I, I knew, like, you know, what it was like to get a letter in prison, you know, I, I'm almost always right the same the same <laughs> day I get get the letter. I mean, keep in mind, I, I can do that because it's it's literally my job as well. But um, um, and I always do say um, you know, thanks for your letter dated, you know, this date, and you know, uh, which I received on this date to also let them know how long it took to get through. So yeah, um, as I think that's helpful for them to know as well. Yeah. Do you three have any? Final words that you'd like to say about letter writing and letter writing programs? It's just, yeah, it keeps you connected. It makes you feel loved. You can um, you can start to really feel like just one of the masses. So to be reminded that you are unique, you're original, people care about you on the outside and that as silly as this sounds, but you need to know that life is still going on and that the world's still spinning because when you're stuck in the one spot you start to think that that's all you're ever going to know yeah I think don't be afraid to sort of um, ask people how they are I'd like to thank all the people out there that do write for every person in prison that experience is something that they'll never forget it's something that they cherish and 
Um, like we said earlier, mail time is a, is a great time and everyone's always at the mailbox checking and seeing if they've got mail and it's always exciting to see if you've got something and it puts a smile on your face. So, yeah, i just like to say thank you. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it make, can make such a huge difference to, to someone's day. So, it, um, yeah, like big thank you to everybody who does that. Um, just going through my records now, I've got something to know is that Sometimes even specific prisons within a state will have their own rules. So I've got um, here, I've got the rules from Goulburn Correctional and Junee Correctional, both in New South Wales, both completely different set of rules. So, you know, yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> um, something that probably, because I because Paper Chain is also international, um, the probably the stupidest thing I've seen is that um, I have a, uh, someone on the mailing list in Texas and um, I can't send him staples, like I can't staple paper together. That's the only person I've ever had staples rejected at. But he can buy magazines at his prison canteen that have staples in them. It just, it, it doesn't, you know, the prisons are just full of stupid rules. Oh, uh, something I've heard from someone else is they, um, they sent someone like a brochure of like, oh, check out the, um, you know, the new like cabin we've set up, like yeah, our Airbnb. I just thought you'd like to have a look. And it got rejected because up in one corner, there was a little map of how to get there from the local area and prisoners weren't mm-hmm. allowed to have maps. There's things that you just will never be able to like, you know, think in advance. Wow. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just that, yeah, if it, if it didn't have stupid rules, it wouldn't be a prison, really. Yeah. And we have one more question which says, can we donate books to letter writing groups? So maybe a little bit on that. Victoria just recently changed the policy to be able to send uh, books to people not on people's mail list, um, visit list. So prior to last year, um, you couldn't just send a book out to anybody. You had to, your details had to be on their, their visitor list. And so, but now we can. And so we are wanting to do like a book sort of drive and ask, um, people inside Victorian prisons what books they want. And then we want to order those specific books and send it to them. At the moment, we do have heaps of books at IRL that we send. We're getting some generous donations from friends that work in libraries that are sending us a range of books and we're sending them in, but definitely open to donations. Um, But I think probably we really want to get those books to people that are their sort of request books. It's not the same across all states. So I unfortunately sent a bunch of books to people in New South Wales, Damien, and they all came back. (laughs) So in New South Wales, not only can you not donate a book to a person, you can't donate books to a prison. Uh, if you want to donate books to the prison system, you have to send them to um, the um, pros- the main facility at Brush Farm Academy, and then Brush Farm decides which prison they go to. Um, yeah, we're, I think, uh, to the best of my knowledge, that's the, probably the most restrictive system in, in Australia. But yeah, I, I tried to... Um, yeah, donate some books to my my prison back in the prison I was at, like in 2017, um, after I got out and they just brought in that new rule back then. So, yeah. Yeah, so always worth sort of asking or checking um, to see whether you can send books in. Just wanted to say such a huge, huge thank you to Nikita and Steph and Damien for your generosity and all of your wisdoms yeah I don't know about everybody else but I've like deeply appreciated hearing from you all and learned a lot as well things that I want to bring back to our letter writing group one of the unique things about um, the IRL letter writing is that 
Um, it is focused on prisons in so-called Australia and so many like letter writing programs are for overseas and which has meant then that we've been able to really develop deep connections with people and visit them in person and do calls and Zooms and then also see and visit them when they're released. And so we want to maintain that commitment and that that ethical like commitment Mm -hmm. to people. You have been listening to Radio ANA and the launch of the IRL Prison Solidarity Network recording. And to find out more, IRL letter writing alongside people in prison runs letter writing groups in Nam, Mianjin and on Gadigal Darugnura country. And you can find out more on Instagram at IRL underscore letter writing or at the website, which is IRL Prison Solidarity Network dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. And we're also doing a letter writing fundraiser, uh, which can be found on both of those locations. So please check that out to find out more information or when the next letter writing uh, sessions are being held in those different locations. And we'll go out tonight listening to Electric Fields with a song called Catastrophe. Did something like this just happen? Feels like I'm living some kind of hell. All of these memories run in circles. I gotta get off of this carousel.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.